Live from State Street in the heart of Chicago, you are listening to the new home of the Chicago Bears, ESPN Chicago. And this is Black and Abdallah, WMVP, WSHE, HD2 Chicago, a good karma brand's radio station. Tonight's show with a story from Crane's Business Chicago. Jerry Reinsdorf sat down for a hour-long interview with Greg Heinz. And the interview and the stories up there at Crane's Chicago. Here's the headline. Reinsdorf says the Sox need a new stadium to compete and stay in Chicago. Now, the idea that the White Sox are trying to get a new stadium built at the 78 in the South Loop is not new. What's new in the article is that Reinsdorf gave three reasons to make the case to Crane Chicago on why the White Sox absolutely need a new ballpark. Uh, The first reason is that the White Sox cannot succeed in the location they're currently at with guaranteed rate field. Uh, And essentially, the economics in baseball have completely changed per Reinsdorf. At the location they're at now, they cannot guarantee the revenue needed to pay those salaries. So Reinsdorf is telling Cranes that the White Sox can't pay the salaries of free agent players and players in Major League Baseball without a new stadium. The second reason is that it's likely that the team will be sold after he passes. This is from Reinsdorf. This isn't speculation. He is telling Cranes Chicago that he thinks it will almost be certainly sold after his death. And that the big money, the hands of outsiders who come in and take the team, will take the team to a different location, to either Nashville or another place. So that's the other one, is that the team is worth more out of town than it is here in Chicago. So when he passes, the team will be sold, and without a new stadium, they will be moved. And then the third item from the article, Crane Chicago Tonight, is that Reinsdorf's making a pitch that the new White Sox Stadium will be an anchor for the 78 and be an anchor for the South Loop and the economic impact in the South Loop. So that's uh, what was uh, released a couple hours ago. And it's there, there's two items that I think are just, it's just amazing. It's like, you own a professional baseball team who's never gone after the top-level free agents, ever. This is even before the, quote, economics in baseball changed. Yeah. Like, we're talking pre-pandemic time. When did the White Sox go get the number one free agent on the market? When have the White Sox ever done that? Never. Albert Bell. Okay. So, what, 94? I want to say that was like 96. 96? You remember when Kenny Williams tried to convince us that they actually had the best offer for Machado when it actually wasn't the best offer for Machado? Yeah, that was that was fun. When he was like, well, yeah, I mean, if you look at the value, wow, I mean, yeah. I, we, had yeah, the we, best, we had the best offer. Yeah, yeah, well, got Yonder I mean, Alonso, though. If you carry the three uh, and, you know. Didn't you ask out the prettiest girl in the high school for prom? I mean, you guys didn't go to prom. but No, you, no, I no, couldn't. And she wasn't there. I had the best but, offer. But you didn't ask her when she was standing no, there. You asked, she, she left. She no, went no, home no. for the day, and no. you asked it when you were in study hall. No, but no, still, no. You, it, Technically, it I went to prom with the prettiest girl. Oh, that's she was, nice. She was there, and I was there. <laughs> you were both there we at prom. We were both at prom. You didn't go together. No, we were both there. I mean, technically, we did because we all took buses to the same prom because our prom was downtown, and we all had to ride a bus to prom. So technically... We did go together. 
it's just wild to me. <laughs> just just saying forthright that Reinsdorf is they're they're not going to ever get a free agent, a high price free agent to improve the ball club unless they get a stadium. That's what it is. Yeah, they're content with the type of baseball they're providing to you as is. He said it. It's best to be a second place team because then your fans still come. There's still hope. You can fill up a ballpark, but you never have to pay the big free agents to get you over the top. You just don't. So so this is what we're talking about tonight. You can join us at 312-332-3776. The article just released on Crane Chicago. Reinsdorf says the White Sox need a new stadium to compete and to stay in Chicago. Connor in Tinley Park. You're on ESPN 1000. Our Hello, Connor. Our phone call opens. What's up, boys? you got to love the ultra-rich being absolutely dirt cheap i mean it's ridiculous with the new stadium he's talking about how you can't get people to go there it's not desirable location whatever i love to hate the socks and even though the product's been god awful my entire adult life i'll still go and a lot of the times i go because there's plenty of parking i can go tailgate and then that gets me in the stadium and i'll spend some money on the overpriced beers mm-hmm. they go to this new place in the 78 they're just gonna build a giant parking garage take away all the tailgating it makes me want to go even less knowing that the product's going to be the exact same as it was for the past decade plus. Yeah, I'm with you, Connor. I, I totally agree with the, the vibe of going to Guaranteed Rate Field. I enjoy. I enjoy the parking. I enjoy that you can get in and out of there very quickly right off the highway. Or if you live in the city and you know the, the back channels, you could get to Canal Street. You can do all kinds of different things over there. You, you can get in and out of the ballpark. I love the idea. A lot of people really enjoy tailgating. I know that's something that people like to go up to Miller Park and tailgate yeah. for a Brewers game. It's not something you can do for a Cubs game. It's what sets a White Sox game apart. And then when you're in the stadium, I like sitting in the seating bowl. It's a great stadium to watch a baseball game. It is. I enjoy going to Guarantee Rate Field. It is. And I still don't understand why they've, they've had stuff there before. Like There are other ways to generate revenue besides baseball guaranteed rate. Like the I still go back to the fact that the Cubs have concerts all the time. The Sox have done it, so you can't say they can't do it. They have done it. Well, they don't think they'll they'll attract enough of a crowd on a consistent basis. If you get a good if you get a good act, they'll come. Well, you you have to. I mean, is it? I think to them, it's easier to just try and get a new ballpark. No, no, no. I'm saying beforehand, like before all yeah. this has happened. I agree. Before all of this, the last as long as guaranteed rate has been open. But then when it, it was U.S. Cellular Field, when it, whatever it was. But if you were actually actively trying to do that, it eliminates the excuse. It's an excuse now. I understand that it's an excuse now. They, they can't compete in the economics of baseball because they can't do that stuff where they're at, even though they've done this stuff where they're at. Yeah. It was a great time when I went to that concert, that, the singular concert at Guaranteed Rate Field. Kevin in Plainfield, you're on ESPN 1000. What's up, Kevin? Hey, what's up, guys? All right. So I have the Jerry Reinsdorf recipe for success here, all right? Hear me out. So the team has to tank. They have to be terrible. They have to be somewhat comparable to a traveling cocaine circus, all right? So they have to get to that level, all right? Then they got to hope to get, what, the second or third pick in the draft. They have to hope that the team ahead of them screws up royally and that the best player in the history of baseball lands in their lap. What do you think? And then they go on, they win multiple championships. Yeah. And, uh, you know, Jerry Reinsdorf, he's a great guy. He's a great owner, right? I mean, yeah, you know, he, he did so much. I mean, sure. I don't know. I just think it's a joke. Uh, you know, you don't give that guy that kind of – I mean, they've been to one World Series in, what, 
40 years. The Bulls have never been to a finals without MJ. Why would you give that guy any money? You know, it's it's silly. It's just ridiculous. So, and I'll add, it's, it's only easy to get in out of a White Sox game because, what, they're drawing like 10,000 people. So, of course, it's... Of course, it's easy to get in out of the stadium. All right, that's all I got. Well, thank you, Kevin. I, I've been to playoff games, uh, guaranteed rate. Yeah. I've been for big series. It, it's easy to get in and out, even when the ballpark's full. It's very. I easy. know it's an easy Cubs joke to to make that it's easy to get in and out because no one's going over there. When it's crowded, it's easy still to get in and out at that location. I've been to sold out games at guaranteed rate say, before. At the seventy eight, I don't know if it will be as convenient because the seventy eight. Going down Roosevelt to get to the highway, oh God. there are like eight consecutive lights. It's a nightmare. That are all red light. At red light. I used to live down there. So you, to get from uh, Roosevelt and State all the way to the highway, yeah. it, it takes almost 15, 20 minutes just trying to get through all those lights. So it's, I get it. it. It will be closer to the downtown area. If you think that a tourist are more likely to go there, perhaps I could, I could maybe see it. If you build a beautiful ballpark on the river down there, I, I could maybe see that. But I think you're killing some of the charm of why people enjoy going to the south side for a game. The tailgating and just uh, the vibe of, of getting down there to begin with. That dude's riding a bike with only one wheel. On the front or the back? Back. Yeah, like a unicycle? No, like constantly popping a wheelie. That rocks. Well, that's fine. There's like, nothing wrong like with that. Like constantly popping a wheel, like riding like with his arms up. Yeah, it's a well, it's a nice uh, spring. How is that normal? Spring. How is this normal to you? It's it's not throwing me off my game. I'm not, no. This is the game. This this to you is the championship bus passing the window for Carmen. This is the game. This is really throwing you off. This is the game. How is it the game? He's just out there on the bike. Where's his wheel? It doesn't matter. It's Where'd it go? There. What happened? It busted. Did it? He broke a spoke. Did it? Yeah. Wouldn't you have the wheel with you then? No, because you're going to carry a wheel while you're riding the wheel popped. How are you going to do that? you got to buy a whole new wheel. But you have to balance. This this way you can get a new tire. Ned in Forest Park. You're on ESPN 1000. Hey, guys. Ned. No problem. So just listening to you guys and reminding me of this comment about always finishing in second. Last year I boycotted the White Sox. In fact, every piece of White Sox apparel I have in a drawer. Tomorrow morning I'm putting it in a shopping bag and dropping it off at Goodwill. I have no desire to follow this team anymore. And I truly feel sorry for the players because they're stuck in purgatory with this owner that doesn't want to win and they just got to go out there and do what they can with like half a team. Thank you, Ned. Good luck tomorrow, all right? <laughs> Go by the Goodwill in Forest Park. We'll have my there. All right. If you want White Sox gear, yeah. uh, the Goodwill in Portage Port- Park. It's better than bur- Park. It's better than burning it. Yeah. Thank At you. At least Ned. someone could get some use out of yeah, it. What time will you be dropping this off? <laughs> Kevin Z Pack would like to pick it up. I feel like I'll take uh, some gear. I feel like our White Sox gear is going to turn into like Chicago Sting gear. Like eventually, we'll have still have a like the old White Sox. Like I have still have an old Road Majestic. Jersey with the Chicago script yeah. across it. Oh, yeah. Like, that eventually would be like a relic. Chicago Rush. There Listen you go. In. Oh, dude, I got so much Rush gear. I had a Rush jersey. <sighs> that's, that's awesome. Uh, that's cool. If so. you have Chicago Enforcers gear from the original I do, XFL. I do have Enforcers gear. I've got, an enforcer, I've got an Enforcers hat and a shirt. Here's what's bothersome about this. 
White Sox gear is awesome. It is. It's great. It would be terrible if they were no longer here and no longer a team. How many times have people thought Kevin Durant was going to come here because he's wearing a White Sox hat? Every other week. Every, people I, always but, think that. But people always wear White Sox yes, stuff. because it's cool. It's a great logo. Like, tell me if I'm wrong. When I read this article tonight in Cranes, Jerry Reinsdorf is essentially telling someone like me who's not like a diehard baseball fan that hey, come back to the team when they get sold. No, no. Come, come back to the team when they get sold and I have a new ballpark and someone else is the owner and wants to actually spend on the team, come back as a fan. Am I reading this the wrong way? Yeah. You think I'm reading it the wrong way? Yes. How, how should I be reading it? Move on. Well, that's, that's what I'm telling you. Because I'm moving on until they get a new owner. No, no, no. Move on. Because if they don't get this done by the end of May, there's, he's selling the team. And he's moving the team. That's what he's telling you. He's, he's holding you over the coals right now. He's not holding me anywhere. Well, he's holding White Sox fans over the coals. I'm perfectly right good now. spending my summer not consuming. He's, I'm good. He's like, hold- I'm good. Last summer, the team was terrible. I only watched when Connor McKnight was on. I'll tell you that right now. When Connor was on TV, I was there to support my guy because he's excellent at it. Outside of that, I wasn't watching White Sox games last year. Kevin Zipak, you're a White Sox fan. Am I reading this the wrong way? Is he essentially telling someone like me, come back when the new owner's here because we're not trying? I mean, it kind of seems that way. Uh, you know, I consider myself a, a pretty big baseball fan. I'm still a big White Sox fan. Like, I'm a, I'm a Mark. I'll still watch and go to the games. But it doesn't seem like he's acting in good faith is what I'll say. I don't think this is I don't think I'm crazy on this. No, I'm not saying you're crazy, but I don't think you should hold out hope that a new owner is going to get All right, well, we'll just going to I'm going to put some money into the second well, team in no, Chicago. No, 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 no. no, he's going to move the team. I don't believe that. I don't believe okay. that a new owner would see this team and the first thing they think of is I can't compete with the Chicago Cubs. Huh? Because we've seen when the White Sox try, they do compete with the Cubs. Sure. Abdal, we're on at night. I know. We share the airwaves with the White Sox. I understand. Oh, yeah. What happened? What was it? Three years ago when they were in the playoffs? Oh, yeah. What happened? Yeah, it was great. Well, the ratings for the White Sox. I know. We're doing quite well. Yeah. Compared to to the other team. I remember 05. On the radio. On the radio. Yeah. Oh, yeah. I was here in 2005. I was was at the station. I remember it. But that's what I'm saying is like, why, what leads anyone to believe that a new owner looks at this and says, I have to leave town. This is the third largest market in the country. He's said it. He said it. He's not the new owner. No, he said he would move the team. If Chicago is to keep the White Sox from moving out of state and the team to be a consistent game winner, it must have the revenue that lures a new stadium would provide. No, if I know. If they were to stay, to keep them from moving out of state. That's yeah, what it says. This is what he's saying. But he also said in his second reasoning is that a new owner will want to move the team. I don't believe that. I don't believe a new owner would automatically move the team. Steve Cohen, the moment he bought the Mets, he moved them out of New York? No. Of course not. It's New York, though. The Dodgers got new ownership. Did they move out of Los Angeles? No. That's no. The, that's L.A., though. We're a flyover state. 
This is my point. He is just saying this We're a hub. We're a to United pressure hub. the city into giving him a stadium. We're a Southwestern United hub. That's all we are. I don't are. believe for a second that a new owner automatically looks at the White Sox and says, I have to move out of Chicago. That's crazy. What if he moves them before then? Well, that's on him. All right. That's he's, he's not the new owner. He's telling you that he's going to do that, though. That's well, what he's saying. Okay. Well, I'm telling you right now. If they move, I, do, I really don't care. All right. Kevin, if they move, will you care? Like, are you going to follow the Nashville Sox? No, that's because I hate Nashville. The dirty Sox? Portland? The Portland White Sox? I'd have to stay up too late to watch the games. Yeah, you seem like a Portland guy, though. How about Charlie? What does that mean? You know what it means. He's what got, does a, that he's mean? got a mustache. He probably a mustache? Pro- he probably liked unicycle guy. <laughs> unicycle guy. Get some guy. pear and blue cheese ice cream from wow. San I respect the unicycle guy. He eats funny tasting uh, peanuts. Shrimp nibblers. Shrimp nibblers. Black and Abdallah. ESPN Chicago. Chicago's home for sports. You're listening to Black and Abdallah on ESPN Chicago. Chicago's home for sports. Follow the show on Twitter. At Chris Black and at Adam A. Abdallah. Black and Abdallah, 630 to 8 right here on ESPN 1000, the ESPN so Chicago. Mad right now. So mad right now. Uh, we, we have to address a couple items uh, here on the show. We, you know, we had a lead for tonight's show, and that was bumped. And then uh, the, the bumped lead was then bumped again uh, because of this Reinsdorf article in Cranes. But uh, if you don't mind, if we could just take a minute to uh, catch up on a couple of things. Uh, first of all, this morning, Cap and J Hood in the morning, seven to ten weekdays on ESPN One Thousand. If you were listening to last night's show, uh, I think it's dumb. Yeah, uh, Cap. Well, Justin Fields' dog Uno isn't following the Bears. Shut up. That that was Cap yesterday. He went after my dog Gus the Doodle. He also went after my wife. I think it's dumb. Uh, this morning, after we talked about it last night on the show, I think it's dumb. Uh, this is what Cap had to say today. Ether. Okay. Ether. Let me just get away from the bus that just ran me over because eh. Autumn is a lovely person. Yep. Beautiful. And Chris knows what I feel about him. Yep. I'm a big fan. We worked together for a long time. Autumn, you have the best Instagram account for your dog you can put out there, and God bless you. If that makes you happy, who the hell is David Kaplan to tell you you shouldn't have it or it's dumb? So, Autumn Black, you rock. There you go. I just think it's dumb. I wouldn't put one. All right! (laughs) (laughs) He can't help himself. Three, one, no, two. I think it's awesome that they do that. <laughs> yes. God bless. Yeah, there you go. That was funny this morning. <laughs> it was. Here's the apology. It's well, still I, still think it's, <laughs> I still think it's stupid. I love Shay's laugh. <laughs> yeah, well, it was just genuine. It was, it was just funny. The, the comedic timing there from Cap on that, that was perfect. Yeah. That was perfect comedic timing. It was good. Uh, so that was the update to the uh, back and forth from yesterday with Cap and Jay Hood. Yes. Cap has apologized. Even though he still thinks that it's I think dumb. it's dumb to yes. have an Instagram for your dog. Um, we did get information today from Justin Fields. He was on the St. Brown's podcast earlier today. Mm-hmm. Uh, yes, he did unfollow the Chicago Bears. 
We were all right speculating. Blocking out the noise. Quote he unfollowed quote. because he's sick of hearing the back and forth about Caleb Williams, the number one pick, should they trade Justin Fields. So he unfollowed the Bears. And he said that he unfollowed the NFL and all football stuff from his timeline. So I would assume his dog also unfollowed the Bears on purpose as well. Uh, that was information that we got mm-hmm. earlier today. So we can talk some uh, Justin Fields if you want to. I mean, we get it. He unfollowed the Bears. 312-332-3776. Here, here's what our lead was going to be at 630 tonight before we got all this information. Yeah. Charlie Bevins, earlier today, was featured on the 5 o'clock news on NBC5. Were you the stabber? <laughs> no. Charlie was not the stabber. Were you the stabby? He did not get Luckily, stabbed. no. Okay. You guys see that someone was stabbed on Michigan Avenue, Adams in Michigan earlier today? Just saying. The Starbucks on the corner? Must have missed that. You missed it. Well, Chardog was on the news. So uh, here's this scene. Uh, Today at 5 o'clock news, they had a a story about a stabbing. And then there was the, here's Brant Miller with the weather. Yeah. And here's a story, a feature on the great weather we had today. Beautiful weather, Abdal. Great weather. It was in the 60s. It was beautiful in today. Imagine February. this in February. Imagine. Uh, imagine. This. So Courtney Sisk was out there with her live report, and she ran into Charlie Bevins. It is such a great day outside. It was gorgeous all day. Absolutely no complaints. People were walking out around downtown without a jacket on, and we're already starting to see those tulips on Michigan Avenue start budding. The trees over by the river are doing the same. They say that this is just what the doctor ordered. It's beautiful outside. It's a great day to not wear a jacket. If you took a walk down Michigan Avenue Wednesday, you might have thought it was April with the iconic spring tulips budding and the trees following suit. But the calendar reveals otherwise. It's 60 degrees on February 21st. I usually tell people, you know, February is the month to avoid. Like, that's that's when you don't want to be here. But it was just so nice today. I texted a couple friends seeing if they wanted to get out there, so we just played nine. Golfers flocked to the Sydney Marovitz golf course to get an early swing at the season. Tee times were fully booked. When was the last time you can remember golfing here in February? I don't think I ever have. From the course to the harbor. Boom! How about that? Chardog! Charlie Bevins on the 5 o'clock news! He got, first of all, he got the most amount of time on anybody they talked to. And then they used B-roll. back to you, too. They used B-roll of him in his golf bag. That was pretty... What were you uh, doing in the golf bag? You were digging in the bag. What were you looking for? Some tees? I was probably either looking for water or my shoes. <laughs> so they have a car. It's a quality Titleist hat you've got there, too. NBC5. Oh, my, dad, my dad bought that for me. I, I'm saying it's, it's a really nice... Good. I'm saying it's a nice hat. Hey, that man pops on television, I'm let me s- tell you. It's a nice hat. I, I thought it was a good hit. So there's Charlie on NBC5 today at 5 o'clock. I'm sure... Listen, I'm a big uh, local news guy, Abdallah. Mm-hmm. Charlie, I'm guessing you're going to get some run at 10. You'll be on the 10 o'clock, I'm too. guessing you're going to get some run at 10. It depends. Uh, Does someone else get stabbed? Charlie on NBC5 at the 5 o'clock news. I, I'm thinking he'll be on the 10. Uh, Courtney Sisk was the one that was uh, interviewing him. And, and Charlie Bevins. I usually tell people, you know, February is the month to avoid. Like, that's that's when you don't <laughs> want to be here. But it was it's just cool. so nice today. I texted a couple of friends seeing if they wanted to get out there. So we just played nine. See, like, and, and no, that- hold on. Here's my favorite part. What's the second part? The second part's my favorite part. When's the last time you can remember golfing here in February? I don't think I ever have.
I played you golf. Just started <laughs> <golfing>. <laughs> you just started golfing. You haven't even been golfing a full year yet. You've never golfed in February in your life anywhere in the world. I didn't mention the fact that I also shot a 63 on nine holes today. You've got to leave that out. You've never golfed I in did, February. I did say that I, I'm a little newer to golf. But I think I did say I've only been playing a couple years. Oh, so I usually great. tell people... You know, February is the month to avoid. Like, that's that's when you don't want to be here. But it was just so nice today. I texted a couple <laughs> friends seeing if they wanted to get out there. So we just played nine. I love that she went back to you. In the report, she goes back to you. When's the last time you can remember golfing here in February? I don't think I ever have. <laughs> it's first You've time golfing. You've never played golf in February in your life. Not wrong. I'm not wrong. <laughs> not I've never wrong. played golf in February. <laughs> not wrong. <laughs> Charlie, so, that's outstanding. How was the course today, Charlie? It was nice. Yeah, it was good. Like I, I mean, like I said, pretty bad. Sixty-three, but <laughs> don't worry, it's the first time out. Yeah, it was really good. nice. Yeah, I walked it. I didn't lose a ball. Oh, that hey, that's a that's a bonus. That's the first time that's happened. Yeah, but if you go out the first time, you don't lose a golf ball. That's, that's a, good. That's okay. That's fine. The best part is when he walked <laughs> into the office. He goes, guys, guys, five o'clock news, five o'clock. NBC. I'm going to be on. <laughs> to be fair. so excited about it. It was a great heads up because they went to him four minutes into the hour. They did, yeah. It was right away. It was stabbing I, I was Charlie. the A block. Yeah. You were in the A yeah, block. B, I mean, you were in the A block. The you second were, story. Yeah, second story in the A block. Stabbing's really a little more important. Well, let's not try to bring him down. No, All I mean, right. It I'm, seems uh, and you were salt. You were the star of the weather piece. Oh, of course. Because she went to, I cut it off after, she goes to the harbor. Yeah. She talks to someone who's fishing in the harbor. Yeah. Uh, they weren't worth it. Don't they, care. There was a, a guy who's like, oh, there should be a Cubs game today. Ugh. I cut that out of there, Shut too. Up. We didn't want to put you, that in there. You can't see this, but I have my hands on my hips when I'm talking, and I felt like Justin Thomas oh, or something. Full, full dad energy. Just yeah. with your hands on your hips. Yeah. Like, yeah. yeah. This is great. Good. Give like an NBA interview. Might do some grilling after this. <laughs> you know, uh, guys just played really hard today. Yeah. Really great weather out there. Ball's hitting nice. I told you the last time you can remember golfing here in February. I don't think I ever have. That was so fake. You're listening to Black and Abdallah. ESPN Chicago. This is Chicago's home for sports. You're listening to Black and Abdallah on ESPN Chicago. Chicago's home for sports. Listen to the show in HD at 100.3 HD2 FM. portion of the program where we ask Abdallah, would mm-hmm. you like door one or door two? Oh, God. Chris, I got a story here. Oh, what do you have? Beer before liquor. Oh. Never been sicker. But is that the case? Hmm. You know, usually when uh, you go out, that's how you kind of uh, look liquor at Liquor before it, right? beer, you're in yeah. the clear. Boom. Beer before but, liquor, you've never puked quicker. Yeah, I, I, was, I was pretty sick with liquor after a number of beers when we went out. A stu- yeah. There's, well, there's Charlie, actually you, other you drink, sayings. You drank everything on the table. Yeah, that was... That, a, that, is that a saying? How do you feel after drinking every bottle that's on the table? What's that saying? Charlie then throws up later, later in the evening? Yeah, Charlie rocks. <laughs> He's there's, a stud. You know that there are other sayings? Grape oh. or grain, but never the twain? 
beer before wine and you'll be fine. Yeah, I've heard that one. Well, a study done <laughs> in that. Germany okay. uh, took 90 students, 90 students between the ages of 19 and 40. You can that's drink a, over there at 18. That's a small sample size. 90 students. 90 students? 90 students is a pretty decent sample size, I would say. For the entire world population? What? Yeah, why not? 90, 90 people, people is yeah. all that you're using for this study? From the ages of 19 to 40? Yeah, 90 people is enough. 90 people. I think you'd be surprised at how small some studies are. Okay, go ahead. And uh, they gave them that one day... 90 people. These people drank beer okay. and then liquor. Okay. And they were given drinks per hour, and then they were beers per hour, and they were switched to liquor per hour. And then a month later, they came back... And did the same, but the opposite. They did liquor first, and then beer. And, the beer. and they were told to track their symptoms, how drunk they were feeling, sure. how they felt the next day, all of that kind of thing. They got these people good and drunk. And the result of the uh, study is, drum roll please. Okay. It doesn't matter. Oh. It doesn't matter. Because it was a small sample size. The, no, the results, are, the results are drink less. Drink less. Well, what, what is Twain? The both. Twain? Twain is both. Never heard that. I think it's a writer. Mark Twain. (laughs) Researchers at the German University said that... (laughs) This is from the New York Times. Yes. Researchers compared the participants' hangover study across days and groups and found that the drinking order did not uniformly affect their hangovers. Okay. The only way to not be hungover or sick is drink less, drink less. or hydrate. All right. So it's a myth. Okay. Basically, don't drink a bunch of beers through your shirt. Yeah. And you'll probably be fine. Now, in the um, study, mm-hmm. is there anything about like mixing? Like, do they come to the conclusion that if you just stick with one, you might be better off? No, because they also did part of this study was they then gave the same people just beer for a night and just liquor for a night. And the same thing. No difference? It's just the amount. It's just the amount. It has no bearing on when you drink or what you drink, just the amount that you drink it. Okay. All right. It's interesting because everyone always says... Well, don't do that, bro. Yeah. Yeah. Never been sicker. In the clear. I used to always pregame with liquor, and then you drink beer at the bar because the beers are always cheaper. That was my... I remember those My motto was (laughs) get loaded at home... (laughs) And then and then sip on some beer. Nurse, That's a little cheaper. Nurse like two beers at the bar. It doesn't rhyme. It doesn't flow off the tongue. Wait, Wait, people has... just believed it because it rhymed. Yeah, I think well, it was just passed down from people to like from well, generation. Works. If it rhymes, then you think that like someone yeah. thought hard about this, so boom, yeah, it, it exactly. should work. No, the trick was just get you know get pretty good and drunk at home for cheap, and then go to the go to the bars and just drink beer because beer is cheaper than liquor. Well, that's a good study. I, I'm a little uh, apprehensive about the 90 people that they only studied. I think you'd be surprised at how few people can, can be considered a study. Could the four of us be a study? I think you need more than four. Let's do it. But like 90 to 100 people is usually like really what, like so like unless it's like a big like medical thing. Well, that's what I thought this was. We're talking about drinking. Talking, it's a big it's a deal. It's a German study about being drunk and hungover. Well, yeah, we we want to know. I mean, that's fewer people than they use for family feud. How accurate could it possibly be? Yeah, see? Well, you, also, you, also, you also think that they're actually doing those surveys. Yes, they are out on the street. They, are, yeah. they say that. Okay, they say a lot of things. 
People say a lot of things. People said we went to the moon the first time. We did. Okay. Door one or door two? Chris, are you kind of healthy and over 30? Yeah, I'm healthy and over 30. Kevin, are you kind of healthy and over 30? Uh, I'm over 30. You're kind of healthy. It says kind of healthy. It literally says kind of healthy. I'm very healthy and over 30. You are very healthy. You could apply to join NASA's simulated Mars mission. A lucky four-person crew will spend a year in a 1,700-square-foot habitat that will simulate living on Mars. NASA is looking for volunteers willing to be trapped inside a simulated Martian environment, roughly the size of a two-bedroom apartment for a full year. What do you win? You don't win anything. You get, to, you get, to, you get, to, get to do this. But why? You get to be one of the four that get to live in a very small biodome. But what do you win, though? You don't win anything. Have you not seen Mr. Beast? This is not Mr. Pe- Beast. People win things for doing these. this. Is, this is science. There's a guy on Mr. Beast that had to stay in a house for like 90 days, and he was going to win $500,000. This is science. How long do you have to be in that? A year. The guy only had to be there for 90 days, and he was going to win $500,000 from Mr. Beast. Nope. Why would you do that thing if you could do the Mr. Beast because thing? Because you could say, I could live on Mars. But they're not actually living on Mars. Simulated Mars. So you do the Mr. Beast? No, I don't want to do the Mr. Beast. <laughs> Why would you do the free I think thing it would for be, a year? I think it would be a great show bit if, if somebody signed up for sh- one of those I dystopian Mr. I, Beast I things. think we should apply Kevin for this. <laughs> Are you trying to get rid of me? <laughs> no, no. No. You would be our reporter yeah, from the you inside. Could, you could be our Mars reporter. Yeah. I'd rather do the Mr. Beast You're thing. You're also the only one I think that's over 30. I also want to fight Mr. Beast. So do I. How much do you get if you kick Mr. Beast's ass? <laughs> Could you imagine Kevin living in that biodome for a year? He'd be, you know how Calling much, into the show every night? You know how many Zins he would need? Living with three other people in a two-bedroom apartment? Hey, guys. <laughs> didn't, we do uh, this during, didn't we do this during COVID? Yeah, I don't think that I would be allowed to get my my zin celsius fix if i was in this there's dome there's a little door and they're just putting Boy dinner. doggy door through the little door and an occasional they'll roll you an occasional celsius i think here's what i don't get though yeah why would anyone sign up for that because people are stupid man but mr beast is out here Giving away chunks of cash for his... I don't believe any of that stuff. YouTube videos. I don't believe any of that stuff. You don't believe it? No. You're on the record. You don't believe Mr. Beast? I'm on the record. Until I see him in a store that asks me whether or not I follow him, so then he'll give me whatever I want in the store without touching something with my elbows or something. (laughs) Like, it's so dumb. It's so dumb. He's the greatest content creator in the history of the world, Adam. Okay. He gives back. You know who the greatest content creator was? Jesus. <laughs> he gets us. <laughs> All right, Chase. No, uh, so you're on ESPN 1000. Go ahead, Chase. You've been on hold. What's up, Chase? Hey, 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 I'm down out. I already talked to you today, Chase. Everybody's already talked to you today. Chase, uh, Abdel's he's kind of soured on, on your phone calls, I have if we not. can be honest. No, I know. Hey, hey, I got one more. Charlie! Hi, Chase. <laughs> hey, hey, Charlie feels how what? I do. Hey, 
<laughs> hey, Black, Black. Yes, yes. You know how you say Tony. You know how you say Tony Romo is the most annoying announcer, right? Yes. Well, I, I forgot to tell you. So I was watching the All Star Game weekend, and if you heard Reggie Miller, I tell you, he's basketball Tony Romo. I mean, he's. You think Tony Romo's annoying? If you listen to his call, you're like, ooh, 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 you see that? <laughs> I mean, oh, yeah, Reggie man. Miller he, wasn't great. I don't think he's a, quite I'm, Romo, but he wasn't great. Oh, my God. He is the worst. I mean, NBA and TNT got, I don't know, they need to upgrade their uh, broadcasting uh, for real. Well, um, they they they're, they got people waiting. They've got Candace. <laughs> they got Candace Parker. They got Draymond. He's worse. She's she, worse. She's sorry. great. No, Chase. No. Candace Parker's really good. And Draymond's good. the comments that she made? She said that the NBA is in a great place that it's ever had been in a long time. Now, really, you guys really believe that? Well, they're the not going to trash the game during the All-Star game. Yeah, but come on. You really need to go that far. But, I mean, I, I just had to get that out. I didn't really talk about that. Now, I just wanted to get that out. I was right. to tell you guys that Monday, but... Okay. Um, about the whole thing about the Reinsdorf thing and more? why about the um, about the White Sox and compared to the Bulls, you know the way this is all gets stopped is just everybody just stop going to the games. I mean, see, this is the thing that kills me. The 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 fans complain so much about oh I'm gonna stop supporting this team, I'm gonna stop watching them, but then they still turn around and go out spending money. The way you the way you set an example is just stop showing up to the game. That's the only way. Just stop showing up, stop supporting this team, and then you might see change. Because until then, like Chris, you were saying that earlier today when you was on Crosstalk with Wild and Philly when you was talking mm-hmm. about the Bulls and how everybody enjoys going to the games, and they know yeah. that. The ownership knows that. And so the way you you stop it is that you just stop showing up to the games. And then once they start seeing it hurting their pockets, then that's when they'll see, oh, wow, now it's starting to hit hard. It's not going to hit hard until until they see it on their end when the money starts dwindling. Because it's obviously clear that Jerry Reinsdorf does not care about winning championships. It's all about money with him. And he knows that. And he knows if he doesn't care about the fans. He doesn't care about winning. He doesn't care about anything but the money. That's all he cares about. And the way you hurt him is by stop supporting his team. That's the only way this is going to work out. I mean, it's just a fact, guys. I'm just being honest. Yeah, I'm I'm with you, Chase. Thanks for the phone call, man. There he is, Chase, on the south side. Randy in Seattle, you're on ESPN 1000. What's up, Randy? Hi, Randy. Hi, boys. How are you? I'm good, thank you. So if we jump back to the uh, Jerry Reinsdorf uh, interview they did with Crane's yeah. Chicago Business, did he give any indication about when he was going to oh, die? Oh, no. Because, no, Randy, come Randy, on. No, I want no, you guys no, to have no. something to look forward no, to. No, Randy, no. we're uh, never going to be on the on. White Sox Weekly. No. I'm joking. Um, no. But seriously, change of ownership, however it comes, is the best thing that can happen for you guys. Uh, I'm a Cubs fan. I, you know, I find Jerry um, interesting. I'm going to leave it like that. One of my buddies, is, uh, his brother was actually one of his minority shareholders in the White Sox. And, um, you know, I don't have a lot good to say about Jerry. I've said it, be, you know, before. I did it. Uh, I was one of the first to say that, you know, he, he's the Hyman Roth of, you know, of sports. Uh, doesn't care. All he does is makes money for his partners. And you guys, you know, have used that line a ton. And it's absolutely true. That's all he cares about. So 
I find it because I'm a lifelong Cubs fan. I just find it hard to see how people can still be Sox fans in the era that we're in right now with the way the Sox have been, how they do their business, their performance on the field, the ownership, the management. How do you guys do it? I have no idea. Yeah. Yeah, I don't I don't know. I mean Thanks, Randy. Have a great night, it's right? Hanging on by a thread right now, Randy. <laughs> Bye, guys. See you, Randy. I, I'd say this in uh, the thing that Randy's referring to is in the column in Crane, Chicago, Reinsdorf gave reasons to why the White Sox need a stadium. And his second reason to Crane, Chicago is, according to Reinsdorf, uh, that the team almost certainly will be sold after his death. The big money in the hands of outsiders will want to move the team to Nashville or another location. And that he noted that he's about to turn 88. And Reinsdorf said that, quote, when I'm gone, his son Michael president of the Chicago Bulls and the family who owns have an obligation to do what's best and most likely means putting the team up for sale. So that's what Randy was referring to is that yep. Jerry's the one who's talking about this to Crane Chicago mm-hmm. earlier tonight. Black and Abdal, we have the song of the night coming up next. Chicago's home for sports. Black and Abdallah. ESPN Chicago. Black and Abdallah are back on Chicago's home for sports. ESPN Chicago. Thanks to Kevin Zipak and to Charlie Bevins. We are late for the song of the night. Let's get to it. Tonight's song, Sister Hazel, All For You, song of the night. <laughs> Finally I figured out what it took a long, long time. Now there's a ton of bop, maybe cause I'm trying there's been times all my road just can't turn walk away. From the mid-90s? Yeah. Uh, tonight's song, Sister Hazel, the reason we selected this was uh, we don't have a reason tonight. Uh, we just wanted to bop to some mom rock, and uh, this is what we landed on, Abdallah's selection. Someone in the Twitch chat called it J.C. Pennycore. <laughs> this is absolutely something you hear at like, the grocery store. Oh, 1,000%. And guess what? And guess what? When they break it down here in a couple verses, it's great. Was All there right? some was there some rule in the nineties that every band had to sound like Counting Crows and Bare Naked Ladies in this, this band? We really don't get this anymore. Yeah. We don't get that there's like five bands that sound the same. No. Because we were talking about like Fastball and Eve Six right. and like all those bands that kind of sounded the same in the two thousands. Like Eagle Eye Cherry. Everything is so specific for the algorithms that we don't get a whole genre of groups that sound just the same. You're right. It doesn't happen. You don't have it. You don't get it anymore. Now, you get stuff like this. After this rockin' solo, they'll break it down. Yeah. Oh, sorry. I'm being notified about something. On, uh, apparently, Charlie was golfing instead of having his mom come in to visit today. I, well, I don't know what she's doing. She was just in Central Oregon with my aunt and uncle. 
<laughs> I don't know what she's talking. You missed it. Charlie was on the the NBC News. Check what, it out on what, t- ten o'clock. He might be what's there. What's going on? His mom was supposed to come in for a visit. He said he was busy working. <laughs> I was not supposed to come in for a visit. There was never any commitment to this visit. Charlie, I, I'm sorry, sir. Uh, you'll have to address this offline. The song hit number one on the U.S. Oh, thanks, Adult Abdul. Top 40, number 11 on the Billboard Hot 100. And uh, is, yes, a mall classic. Do they classic. have another song? This is it, right? Like, this is the only song. We're not going to know because we got to listen to the breakdown. Turn up the volume and don't touch that dial because it's time for the dial. There's, there's no dial on my phone. Yeah, it's just an expert. Crank the volume because it's time for Black and Abdullah's Song of the Night. Yo, later. Talk to you tomorrow, 7.30 tomorrow. This is Chicago's Home for Sports on FM 100.3 HD2, the ESPN Chicago app, and ESPN 1000. This is Black and Abdallah on ESPN Chicago, Chicago's Home for Sports.